Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A worker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm glad you're here. If you've joined us before, I'm glad that you found value and returned. And if you're new, I'm happy that you found us. Tonight we're going to be talking about something that we're right smack in the middle of. And that is why narcissistic people need to, seem to need to hijack the holidays and what are healthy responses to these attempts that they have to ruin everything. And it's important for us to recognize that that's really what they're up to. If it's not about them, it doesn't matter. So if it's a holiday where the attention would not be on them, or you're celebrating a success, an accomplishment, a graduation, someone else's birthday, whatever it is, if it's not about them, we're going to have it ruined. And it may be something small, like you were really looking forward to going out to dinner on Friday night. At the last minute, we're not going because they don't feel like it. It doesn't matter to them. It's not about them. So they take control of the situation. So we want to be very, very clear about how that happens. And I just want to remind you that you find me at 4relationshiphelp.com, F-O-R-relationshiphelp.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider supporting the podcast by going to patreon.com slash saveyoursanity patreon.com slash save your sanity. There's over 170 episodes for you. So all aspects of life with these difficult people is covered. And there are many, many more always to come and different angles on some of the ones I have covered. So please always feel free to leave a comment about something you'd like me to talk about. And I'm happy to do that or uh, go on the website and suggest a topic. Really important for us to stay on top of all the things that might be a concern to you. But the holidays are here upon us. We're smack dab in the middle. And what happened? What happened over the Christmas weekend that was just celebrated? What do you think is going to happen over the new year? All of these things could come crashing down if they haven't already, right? Because you've experienced that. That's what they do. That's how they roll. <laughs> um, and it's all because it's all about them. So I wanted to give you some really important points to recognize about this because you might think it's something you could do something about. If only you were unattached, that would be great. But the fact that they know you're attached and you're endeavoring to engage them in it gives them power. So they like the fact that just with a mean look, a really lacking an empathy statement, a dismissal, a sneer, or the famous hijackal smirk, that look of disdain and anger, which comes out to be contempt, that's what they're going to give you because then they can demolish it. They can feel like I have power over it. The power I have over it is to take all the joy 
out of it for you. Ah, that's awful, isn't it? But that's the way they think because they want to be the center of attention. They need to be the center of attention. They need to be the person who's running the show, whether that's running it from a controlling point of view or running it from a manipulating point of view. But they need to be the ones who are running the show. And why? Well, they have a deficit in the empathy department. I mean, empathy means I care about how you feel. It means I can put myself in your shoes and think, oh, that would feel badly, so I won't do that. Oh, no, that's not their thing at all, is it? Their thing is I feel badly or I want something, and therefore everybody else should give it to me or pay. And so they're lacking. They have a deficit in the empathy department. They don't get you. They don't understand why it's important to you. They don't care about the why. They just care that it's important to you because then it becomes a weapon. If it's important to you, like say you go to them and say, you know, it's so important to me. My whole family will be there and it would just be delightful if we could have a calm, loving evening. It just matters so much to me. That's pretty much setting yourself up to make sure that it's been painted red and it is going to be devalued and maybe completely ruined because they don't get why it's important to you. They're just fascinated by the fact it is important to you. So that puts it in play as a pawn. There's something I have some power over and they don't care that it matters to you. They don't care that it matters to the children. I know that sounds terrible, but they truly don't care because what they care about is what matters to them. So they can't hold those thoughts. They can't hold that there could be a balance among what matters to them, what matters to you, what matters to the children, what matters to the family, what matters to the party you were going to and all the people there. They can't hold that. They're not interested and they're not groomed to do that either. They are groomed to take control one way or the other. You know, they could easily make themselves the center of attention by making a big scene. Or they could do the opposite by refusing to go. And then they want to make you miserable. You should stay with me. If you loved me, you wouldn't go either. If you cared about me, you wouldn't go. If you wanted to show that this relationship is working, you wouldn't go. Is that familiar? That's how they play those cards to ruin holidays because of this lack of empathy. It's not that they're devoid of empathy. They can put it on. They can put it on thick. They know how to do it. They know what it sounds like. They know what it looks like. They know that when they do it, they get a certain response from you. They're very well aware of that. The fact is, though, that they just don't care about you. They care about themselves. So they have this empathy deficiency. And then they're also absolutely needing to confiscate all of the attention. They need all eyes on them. They need their needs to be met. They need it to be their way or the highway. And as I said, if they can't get it by being demanding, they'll get it by threatening to leave, threatening to ruin, or not going at all, and then expecting you to not go. 
because they don't care. Attention is attention is attention to a hijackal. Now, if you're new to my podcast, hijackal is my trademark term for these relentlessly difficult people. They don't need a diagnosis. You know, they're not going to go to a mental health professional to get one. So let's not put terms on them as a diagnosis. They may have narcissistic tendencies or psychopathic tendencies or sociopathic tendencies. Tendencies are fine, but let's not say that they are something because you don't really know. So I wanted a term so we could all agree that here, here are the patterns, traits, cycles, behaviors that we can all agree they engage in. So the definition of a hijackal is a person who hijacks relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenges them for power, status, and control. So here we are. They are empathy deficient and they are going to confiscate as much of the attention in the room. All eyes on me. I will rule this situation either by my presence or my absence, but I will rule it. And they don't mind at all being in a foul mood. They don't mind at all sitting there sullenly staring at people, do they? They don't. And then they're hoping someone will come along and ask them what's wrong. And they want to draw you away from what makes you happy. They want to make you choose between going to your family and them. Now, of course, in a healthy relationship, that might be a conversation. Maybe your partner really feels uncomfortable around your family, and maybe there would be some compromise. But when there's a hijackal presence, it's not going to be about compromise. It's going to be about their way. 98% their way, 2% your way, and maybe not even the 2%. So they're all about, you make me happy. That's your job. You make me happy. Ever have a hijackal parent? That was your job as their child. You're supposed to make me happy. You, the child, are supposed to make me, the parent, happy. Now, you've probably heard me say, if you've listened to other episodes, that I truly believe that hijackals have children for three reasons. One, to have someone to agree with them. Two, to have someone to um, serve their purposes. And three, someone to make them look good. And if children do not serve those functions, then children are scapegoated or put down or demeaned or dismissed. And you too, if you do not play along and you don't validate them and adore them, or you have a differing view that you'd like to express, then you lose as well. So empathy deficient, confiscating all the energy, and then they don't have an idea of what intimacy is. I mean, intimacy takes place between two humans, and there really is only one in the relationship as far as they're concerned, so they don't really understand. um, Intimacy is kind of non-existent, and, you know, in episode 115, I talk about the absolute three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. Those are equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. Well, you're never going to find them with a hijackal. You just won't find them. Sure, they'll pretend to do it for a hot minute if, you, if you're threatening to leave them. But it will not turn out that way. That will not become the new normal. So 
they don't have these three things to give, equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. Therefore, they cannot go in the direction of intimacy. You know, when I wrote the book Kaizen for Couples, I was talking about um, how you cannot give a gift you do not have. And it's very important to realize that I might want to give you respect, but if I don't have respect for myself, I don't have that gift to give. Well, we get into that problem when we're dealing with hijackals too. Very important. But the five relational gifts in Kaizen for couples, a person has to have them in order to give them. And those five relational gifts are honesty. Oh, well, you're not going to get that from a hijackal. Safety. No, that's not going to be created with a hijackal. So honesty, safety, trust. Huh. Well, we know that's not happening. Respect, only in one direction. And reliability, we're not going to get that either. So the five relational gifts, honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability, are absent. And the three foundational must-haves for a healthy adult relationship are also absent. So we don't have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. So how are we ever going to create intimacy? We can't. And you long for it. You run after it. You make yourself into a pretzel, perhaps, in order to maybe have it show up. <laughs> but it doesn't show up. And that's just sad. And so there you are, you know, please, please, please. And they're going, heh. No, you want it, then it's a no. So intimacy is non-existent and a hijackal has no sense of responsibility. So the fact that there are senses of uh, tradition, there are things that would make you happy, there are things that are the right thing to do that would generally be agreed on are the right thing to do. They're not going to do those things because they don't suit their purposes. They don't suit them getting what they want because that would mean somebody else would get what that somebody else wants. And no, I'm not letting any attention go away from me. So, you know, that's a very important distinction to realize that that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because they're not going to be responsible for creating a sense of collaboration, creating a sense of family, creating a sense of safety. They're just not involved in that. And then another thing that they're completely deficient in is they don't understand give and take or trade-offs or traditions. They don't understand that it's really important to my great-grandparents that we be there for dinner on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or for their anniversary. They don't care. They don't care because it's not about them. So they don't have that give and take. They don't have that equation. They're so afraid they're not going to get what they want that they need to have it all. And so if it looks like someone else is getting a little something, oh no, we're not having that. That is not going to happen. Are these things sounding familiar? Because when you back away and you start to see these patterns, that they're always happening, and maybe you've been leaning in and really hoping that they will happen, they, that good things will happen, that it will be better this year, that everything will be nice, you really have to back right out and say, 
No, these are the patterns that are happening. This is how they roll. This is what their needs are. And they are darn determined that they're going to get them met. Now, another reason that you're not going to have this empathetic, this intimate, this uh, sense of family and tradition is because hijackals are not good at closeness. They're, they're just not. Being close to other humans makes them anxious. Now, they may not show that because they'll put on a big bravado of, you know, who cares? And I am the most powerful person in the universe. And remember, there's equal numbers of male and female hijackals. So we're talking about men and women here. But they are afraid of closeness. They shirk it off. They don't want it. If you get too close to them, unless they really want something for a hot minute, you will notice that they want to back off. They want to make a scene. They want to put some kind of wedge between you and them because that makes them very anxious to be close. Now, I know. We can have some compassion for people who are anxious, but how it plays out is all the difference. You can't allay the fears of a hijackal. You can't because they'll always have another one. You do exactly what they want and then they will tell you that they want something different or they want something more because they cannot get into an equal relationship. They always have to be the one on the top calling the shots. So of course they can't get into any situation that would cause them to feel close and safe. They don't know how to do that. They don't know how to do that. And yes, it's sad. We can have compassion for that. But just because it's sad, don't condone and enable these behaviors. You didn't break these people. You can't fix them. You could love them so much. You could give them so much. And they were, it's like pouring all of that into a dark hole. It's absorbed, but it never is responded to. Now that's sad, but that's the case. And if you reflect on your relationship, whether you're thinking about your relationship with a parent or a partner or a sibling or a friend, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. You give and give and give and give and barely anything comes back. Maybe a terse jaw set through the lips begrudgingly, you'll get a thank you. But that's probably all that you're going to get. So the shirking off of closeness is a really big thing. Now, here's another thing that is about timing. Hijackals, people with these tendencies, they need a lot of supply. They need a lot of people who like them. They need a lot of people who will adore them. And so they're always grooming supply. They always have people that they're talking to. Now, it may not be obvious, and there are covert hijackals who don't always go looking for supply because they are their own supply. Covert hijackals are the people who are always playing the victim. No one understands me. Nobody cares what's important to me. Nobody cares what I want. No one ever does anything for me. You could be standing on your head and spitting wooden nickels for a decade on their behalf, and they would still say that you do nothing. Because you are pouring all your love and attention and goodwill into a black hole that is absorbing it, 
but does not have the capacity to respond to it equally or the willingness to respond to it equally. So they need to have other people who fill that supply. And even if they're not having an affair or doing something like that, they have other people that they talk to and other people that fill that, maybe a parent, maybe a sibling, maybe someone at work. And they like to have all of that. And when do they like to trot that out most? at major holidays because it create with they say well you know i have something else to do or i i'm going out with somebody else or you know you oh well you've discovered that i'm having a drink with someone else that creates a greater ability to show that they matter and you don't so that'll often happen at prime times. You know, say you've worked your heart out to get a degree or to get a new position or you've got a promotion at work and you are over the moon thrilled. Well, to them, that is a huge threat that you have done something. So one of the things that they will do at that time, aside from all the things I've mentioned, is to trot out new supply. They will be unavailable to you because they have to go somewhere else. And they will do that to hurt you because they must divert attention to themselves. And if they can't get it to themselves, they will take it away from you and tell you there's something wrong with you. And the holidays are prime time to do this, as are any celebrations, any successes, any, any way in which you are congratulating somebody besides them you're going to find these things. And the last big thing that I want to add to this list is they're happy when they are miserable and so are you. Now, they may not look miserable, but they are miserable. They're unhappy. And misery loves company, as they say. But in this case, it is like I will create the misery. You know, I'm I think about it, you know, I raised three children by myself because I had two hijackal parents and of course I married a hijackal. You will do that if you don't know better. And I was young and so I, I ended up divorcing. I have three kids on my own. And <clears throat> it was always that situation where, you know, they're <clears throat> always wanting to make you miserable. Well, how do they do that? Well, you leave them, which is a good thing. And then they take you to court over and over and over. And they're trying to deplete your bank account. And they are trying to stay hooked in, having their, their talons in you. And it's a very sad thing. A very sad thing. And so holidays will again be a time where they'll endeavor to swoop in and do something. Make a, make a muddle of something. Promise the children something and then not show up promise you something, demand something from you, and you're in a generous spirit. And so you give them and then they they are back in your life or they are then saying, well, you've done it before. You should do it again. You should always give me that. Do you see how this dynamic works? It just is the gift that never, ever stops giving and you don't want it, right? But it goes on and on and on. So what can you do? Let's be proactive here. What can you do about this situation? What can you do now that you know, all right, it's not me. It's not that I didn't do something or I did something, although they may say those words. It's not about that. 
they're just using those words as weapons. So get clear that it's not your fault that they're behaving this way and that you could indeed, as I said, stand on your head and spit wooden nickels for a decade and they still wouldn't be happy. So are you clear about that? Good. All right, so what do you do? Well, first of all, you have to prepare yourself quietly. You have to prepare yourself internally and physically. You know, you have to be ready for this. You have to prepare yourself emotionally. That all the things that I just said to you are actually true. Okay, I've got a little perspective. I've stepped back. I've thought about all the celebrations and all of the all of the holidays, and it's happened almost every time. There's a pattern here. And maybe all these reasons that I've just given you are actually what's going on in your relationship, and you could take that apart. But, you know, another celebration is about to come along. So prepare. Okay, what are they likely to do? Why are they doing it? It has nothing to do with you. So if you're hooked on hope that by some magic a holiday will bring back what you thought was love in the beginning, remember you get hooked on the hope that the person you fell in love with is the real person, and the person you fell in love with is not the real person. That's the hijacko being a chameleon, being all that they ever thought you wanted, and so they give it all to you, but remember they're always in a hurry. They want to get you. They want to promise you everything. They want to do everything for you. They want to court you like crazy. And then, as I say in, in the book, Escaping the Hijackle Trap, there's a whole chapter on the gotcha factor. So they, they've got you. And then you're hooked on the hope that that person you fell in love with is the real person. And that if you just give more, give more, do more for them, that that person you fell in love with will return. But that person will only return when they really want something or they're really afraid of losing something. I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. That isn't who they really are. That's not where they're comfortable. That's not how they do life. That is an act that they put on. That's why we call it love bombing. They just know all the things that are seemingly what you want and they bomb you with them to see how quickly they can get you on their side and bonded with them. And then quickly they will ask you to move in, marry them or let's get pregnant. And then you will be committed in a variety of ways. You may even be committed financially and there's a whole bunch of gotcha factors there. So be sure to read Escaping the Hijackle Trap. It's available on Amazon, along with Kaizen for Couples and all of my books. So you're going to prepare yourself emotionally. But then when the event is coming, prepare yourself physically. Find a reason to take your own car. So that if they want to play some kind of games, like I'm leaving and you all have to come with me because that person has a car so think about these things okay I'm going to take my own car because I can't take anything uh, out of the oven uh, too early but you go ahead or I have to go early and you don't have to come so early so uh, let's take two cars do everything you can to not rely on the hijackle for anything at holiday and celebration time don't put any eggs in their basket. 
So this is the preparation that you have to do because emotionally you're going to want to think, oh, maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll be nice. Maybe that person I fell in love with will emerge. And you get yourself into that hopeful place. And I'm sorry to have to say that that hopeful place is only going to hurt you. And you know that already, don't you? Because you've had this experience. So just remember that. So you're preparing and then lower your expectations. Lower your expectations that it will be good, that it will be nice, that this time it will be better, this time they will be pleasant. Lower your expectations. Don't allow yourself to go there. I know that's really hard if you're an optimistic person. I know it's really hard if you're a loving person because you want to believe it will happen. But lower your expectations so that you are not thinking about terrible things, but you are think not thinking about, oh, this will be wonderful, and then you are doubly hurt when it isn't. So lower your expectations. And then don't think doing what they want will make anything better. If you are dancing around trying to give them a happy time, trying to keep them happy so they will engage nicely, that they will want to go along to that children's thing and enjoy themselves and be fully present for the children, that's not going to work. So you just have to become understanding that these things are not going to work and they are going to go sideways. So in that preparation, don't think that that doing what they want will make things better. So say you're at an event and maybe you're there with your partner or you're there with your partner and your children and the partner, the hijackal, is not getting the attention that he or she wants or thinks they should they should have or wants to demand. So they do something like, well, I'm leaving and I'm just going to sit in the car. That's a ploy to get you to do what they want, to demonstrate your quote unquote love for them by bonding with them and leaving everybody else behind. You know well enough that it's not going to go well. If you go into that car and you leave with them, they are just going to be miserable. If you don't go in that car and leave with them, when you get home, they're going to be miserable. So start to see, you have to calibrate because if anybody's ever been physically abusive with you, you have to calibrate whether you need to go or you need to stay and you need to not go home. All of those things are very important. And if you have big questions about that kind of thing, know that we can talk. Know that I offer a new client one hour session for only $97 at beaclient.com. If you need to debrief one of these things, then use that opportunity at beaclient.com so we can solve one little problem for you. Then maybe we'll go on and work together, but let's at least have that hour because this may be something that will be so fresh in your mind after this holiday season that you don't want to forget it. You don't want to allow yourself to bury it emotionally and then say, oh, well, you know, we got through it. That's not good enough, is it? Getting through it is not good enough. So, of course, if there's rage and violence, you have to calibrate where your safety lies. Sometimes it's a really good idea if you're going somewhere and you're taking your own car and you think that your partner may leave, 
and want you to go with them. It may be good to, in your preparation, have a place to stay, a place that you can go so that that person is not, and you can say this, not burdened by your presence or your expectations and let them off the hook. Yes, if they're going to have an affair, if they're going to go and get drunk, they're going to do whatever they're going to do, they will do that. But at least you will know that you have prepared well and you were not at their mercy. You are not at their mercy to endeavor to run after them. I was working with a client the other day, and she was so unhappy that she'd been left by a hijackal. And she said to me, well, I begged and I pleaded, and I always beg and plead. And I said, stop right there. We don't beg. We don't plead. When somebody shows us who they are, we believe that. We don't beg them to come back to us. That's just handing them power over you on a plate. You don't do that. You're an adult and you don't have to do what somebody else wants you to do just because they want to have power over you. Now, sure, in a healthy, caring, reciprocal, mutual um, equal relationship. There's give and take. We do things because we want our partner to be happy. And if we work things out and there's compromise and collaboration and it's lovely because there's intimacy, but there isn't in a relationship with a hijackal. So you don't do it that way. And you don't have to be who they want you to be. You don't need to jump when they say jump. You don't have to do the things that they're demanding you to do. Now, I know if you've been worn down, torn down, and put down by a hijackal for a long time, that's a fresh idea that may cause you to cower a little bit. But if I ever went against them, there would be so much difficulty. There would be. I absolutely understand that. But at some point, you're going to have to walk through that difficulty or you're going to be stuck, always afraid of the hijackal. So life will get a lot simpler when you realize that you cannot please a hijackal. You know, hijackals are like the Red Queen in Alice in Wonderland, you know, off with their heads. She who will not be pleased, that's the Red Queen. Well, hijackals are like that. You can't please them. They tell you what to do that will please them. You do that. It's not enough, not good enough, not at the right time, not enough of it too much of it, there will always be something wrong. You know that. So it's really important to recognize that you can't please them. Number one rule, just know you can't please them. So don't be making yourself into a pretzel or worse, making yourself into a doormat, trying to do something that is an impossible task. You cannot do it. So Enjoy this holiday season by taking baby steps, doing the preparation, lowering your standards, making other plans, being physically prepared, take your own car, have another ride home, have a place to stay. Don't put too much stock in it turning out well. I know it's all big, but these are the things that are really important so that you can keep some perspective. Everything they tell you is your fault is not your fault. And that's a very important thing for you to know.
So I hope this has helped you. You know where to find me. You can always find me at forrelationshiphelp.com. That's also the name of my YouTube channel, For Relationship Help. There's over 525 videos over there. You can search them for anything you might want or go through the archives at saveyoursanitypodcast.com and do a search there, something that's bothering you. And again, I invite you to contact me if there's a topic that you really want or put it in the comments. So, at the end of this wonderful year of 2020, this strange, unique, totally out of the blue kind of life we've been living for the past while, recognize that you may be more trapped than you want to be. And don't be held hostage in the holidays by the hijackal and their hijacking. So until 2021, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Peace, create it, savor it, and treat yourself very, very well because you matter, you're precious, and you need to take very good care of you. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.